Well, guess what? It's another episode of a silver and a gold. Um, I'm coming to you from the confines of this uh, studio. It's a studio that I built with my own two mitts, my hands. Uh, I put it together. I built it out of some logs. And uh, I, I used some, uh, what do you call it, uh, shit that you put between the logs. Um, I can't remember what they called that. I used to know that a long time ago when I watched like Daniel Boone, Davy Crockett and stuff. They take that that straw and hay and mix it with like mud and they pack it in between the 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 logs. Jeremiah Johnson, fucking stick it in there and then it dry get real hard. You know, keep the Indians out, bears and wild puma. But anyway. Yes, Dr. Zom. Uh, doing a little solo, you know. Sometimes you go solo out there. Like Peter Gabriel or uh, who else went solo? I don't know. Uh, other people that went solo. Uh, we're going to just get something out to you. It's been a couple weeks. Um, some computer issues. Uh, some just life issues. Um, I personally used my technical skills to repair my, uh, well, not repair, but replace my hard drive in my computer. Um, oh, my neck. <sighs> Had to crack there. Take a little impromptu crack break of the neck. Say no to crack unless your neck hurts. Um, it's a PSA from me. Uh, purely sexy announcement. <laughs> so, anyway, let's get down to the nit and the grit. Um, I've been having some, experiencing some computer problems. Uh, but, uh, I was getting that message that says, listen, this hard drive is fucking failing. Please, seriously, back your shit up and do something about it. But that went on for probably over six months or more because I thought, well, you know, it's working for... I usually use my iPad anyway, just to surf the net and watch YouTube and shit. And um, I let it go, and I let it go, and I let it go. Well, I actually bought a new hard drive, and it sat on my desk forever. And, I, you know, it's not that hard to put it in and do your shit, but... Um, I procrastinated, and I kept finding, I was like, you know, I think I'm wasting uh, about three times as much time as I normally would, plus getting stressed, because the computer would lock up, and I'd have to boot it from the hard drive, and, you know, just do all kinds of shit. Why not just fucking take a couple screws out, pop that new fucker in, and get this son of a bitch on the road? Well, you know, you sometimes forget that when you do, you know, format your hard drive with your drivers and, you know, all your Windows crap and all that shit, that uh, it's not as easy as what it seems because of all the updates you have to do on everything and, you know, just getting everything up and running. And uh, So anyway, it's up. It's running. I am recording right now. Um, but 
I just um, I I laid down to go to sleep this morning, and I slept for probably a half an hour. Uh, I have like a a, a, a bunch of uh, fucking raw cabbage and rice inside me. I found a new combination. I, I cut up my my red cabbage, and I'll make some of this uh, rice that comes in this bag that you put in the microwave for two minutes, and then I just put the raw cabbage in there. I start, I steamed it the other day, but it's just not as good. I like the fucking raw. I cut cut it up, put it in there, and you get a couple different textures and everything. Ooh, it's good. I have lost a lot of weight, um, down to about 229, 230. I was up as high as 258 when I was really lifting a lot and then the shoulder kind of had some problems and then the back thing so now I'm doing tons and tons of cardio uh, and a lot of push-ups stuff like that I did go to the gym uh, this morning and you know it's just going to take something to get back into it I don't want to re-injure my shoulder because it took so fucking long for it to to finally get back uh, to where it was normal uh, I'm talking like fucking uh, Jesus Christ, like eight months or something, or maybe longer than that, and it finally healed up. Um, had some drama the other night where I I uh, I went uh, I bought a, an ELO song on iTunes and I downloaded it and everything, listened to it. Well, then the next night, I was going to download a couple of movies from iTunes, and when I tried to, wait a minute, ooh, Split Pea and Cabbage is fuel to my fire. Um, I iTunes said, you know, we can't process this because you have a, uh, a purchase that didn't go through, and I'm like, what the fuck, you know? So... Um, it said that my my PayPal account had been restricted. So when I got to work, I thought, you know, I better fucking check this out. And uh, luckily, PayPal's customer service is on west the West Coast. So even though it was like 11 o'clock or 11.30 here, uh, they're, they're open to, you know, for you to call them until, I think, uh, 10 p.m. And they're on the West Coast, so I had some time, so I called them. And what it was was... Uh, somebody from Arkansas tried to buy something on my PayPal account. And I told the lady, you know, I said, I've never fucking been to Arkansas in my life. Never, I don't plan on going to Arkansas. Not, nothing against Arkansas. I don't know anything about it other than Bill Clinton is from there and, you know, the Razorbacks. But, um, you know, and, and so they, they were really good. Uh, I thanked them big time because, number one, uh, they said, you know, their their stuff is really touchy, and if they see something from a, diff- a different IP, from say another uh, a, a different another state or something like that, so they caught it and they restricted the account, which is great because nothing went through or anything. And uh, then the way they handled everything was cool because uh, you know they said, well, you need to reset your password. And while I had her on the phone. Uh, she sent me an email to to my email. I get the link for the password change thing. Then it asks for a code. Uh, and while you're on the phone with them, they give you the code to put in there. So you know it's it's uh, 
several layers of you know security and stuff. So we got that all straightened out and got to rent a couple movies uh, last night. Well, I actually bought a couple. Um, I bought the digital download of uh, Army of Shadows and also uh, uh, Biter, or I'm sorry, Butter uh, Meinhof Complex, which is only four dollars and ninety nine cents to purchase on iTunes. So I mean that's that's almost you know their their download is, for a rental is usually for an older movie or whatever uh two dollars and ninety nine cents. Some of them are you know it goes up. If if it's something brand new that just came out it might be six dollars and ninety nine cents, but it's usually two ninety nine. And so when I saw that I was like fuck four ninety nine hell I'll just go ahead and and uh and buy the son of a bitch. I'll talk more about that one here in just a little bit. Um as far as other stuff going on, it's fucking cold as shit. It's actually snowing right now again outside, which is a pain in the ass. Uh, and, you know, the dogs don't mind the snow when it's, you know, maybe in you know the 30s or, you know, 28 or something like that or, you know. But when it gets down to zero or below zero, it's too cold for them to even be outside. They don't even want to be out there. And so a lot of times I'll let them out and then I have to, you know, I'll let them pee and do all their shit. But then, you know, I let them right back in and it's, it's kind of hard to sleep sometimes because they're, you know, they want to, after a few hours, they want to go back outside or they'll come over. Mary will wake me up. But she usually only wakes me up when she has to go outside. So she'll come over and nudge my foot with her, with her uh, nose or flap her ears or whatever and wake me up. But anyway, um, Let's. Uh, I think what we should do now. Uh, this is like going to be Doctor Zom bare bones episode. Um, you know, I'm not going to have like too many breaks or anything like that. Um, I'm just going to get into what I've been watching and and all the shit that's been going on. You know, and everything. Um, TV, comic books, uh, movies. Talk about some of that stuff, and then we're going. Uh, you know, I'm going to talk about uh, the the two. Uh, feature movies that I'm going to concentrate on, um, which are uh, 2013's Borgman and The Babadook from 2014. So we're going to get into you know those two coming up here in just a little bit, but I'm going to go over. Uh, so what have you been watching? Because yeah, I know you've all, you know, after two weeks you're wondering, yeah, what's that Dr. Zombie been watching? Yeah. Um, actually, the other day I recorded a video cast, uh, a bare bones Dr. Zombie video cast. Uh, it was, it was uh, I think, about 48 minutes. Uh, I found it to be quite funny. <laughs> I What's funny is I thought that I was downloading it, or, or I'm sorry, uploading it to uh, Sylvan Gold's Facebook page, and it went all the way through, and it took it. Because I, I kept thinking that they only took, like, you know, short videos, but I accidentally put it on my wall, my actual wall to my Facebook, which is for, you know, like, everybody can see, like, my mom and, you know, everybody else, you know, people that aren't in our movie group. And so I kind of didn't want everybody, you know, people to see that, that, you know, aren't in, you know, our movie on Sylvan Gold, Gentleman's Guide, and Cult of Muscle kind of uh, family there. Um, and um, 
I, I, I took it off, and then I thought, well, I'll put it on silver and gold. Well, then every time I tried to download it to silver and gold, it said that Facebook would only download uh, videos up to 40 minutes, and it was 48 minutes. It wouldn't fucking take it. It took it on there. So then I actually went back and tried to put it on my wall, and it wouldn't do that either. I kept getting that message. So for some reason, it went through one time, and then it wouldn't go through again. And I thought about putting it up on YouTube. I still might do that because I think it's fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> it might be kind of redundant now because, uh, ooh, um, <laughs> it, uh, it, um, it's going to be pretty much the same shit I'm talking about right now. But uh, anyway, I it might, it might surface one of these days. But, you know, it's, it's kind of fun to... Uh, to uh, you can be a little bit more animated. You can kind of see some of the farting and burping and stuff like that. So, um, what have I been watching? I don't know. I've been watching some stuff. Um, I got a new uh, 46-inch uh, Samsung smart TV for my basement, and I bought a Vizio 2.0 soundbar for it because I'm tired of when I watch movies or watch something on TV, especially with movies where the dialogue will get so low that I have to turn the TV up to like 100 to hear what they're saying and then the music will blast or some sound effect of a machine gun or something like that will be so loud that it it shakes the windows. And the soundbar really fixes that. I mean, it levels out everything. Uh, So I I like that. Um, When I was um when i bought it the one of the main things that was a big thing was now i don't have my jeep which had like the hatchback kind of a deal you know the tailgate hatchback whatever didn't have a tailgate but you know the whole back end lifts up um and i have my car so i had i took my tape measure with me cuz i had to make sure that if i bought this fucking tv whichever one i decided to purchase that it would fit and i'd be able to get it home and uh, I ended up putting it in the back seat. It went like it, it went in pretty easy because you know the I don't know. I just measured it. Everything was cool. And it's it's just, it's a good size for down there. It's not really big, uh, or I mean the 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 basement part that I'm in. I have the whole basement or the front of the basement is kind of divided in two. I have my bed on one side, couch, chair, and all my multimedia shit in one section. So it's kind of halved. Um, actually be a quarter of the basement so it's it's just big enough uh it's good to watch some hockey on actually the smart tv what's funny is and i bought a roku 3 for my upstairs tv because my old uh, the the roku i had before and i told somebody i don't know if i talked about it on the show or if i had talked about it on our group uh, i had bought the first roku well you can't search the only way that you could search for a movie on Netflix on uh, the old Roku was by title. So you couldn't just put in Charles Bronson. You couldn't just put in Burt Lancaster, Lee Marvin, or you know uh, Cecil B. DeMille or something like that and bring up thing. You, you had to know the title that you were looking for, which sucked. And it didn't have YouTube. Um, I tried there for a long time. I had the app, the Jasmine app, which is a YouTube uh, app for uh, that that you, I could hook my iPad up to the TV upstairs and play YouTube on that, but the Jasmine app doesn't work for shit anymore. If you hook up to it, uh, I can't. I read something other people having the same problem. 
if you hooked up to it with cables, it didn't work. I can't remember. But anyway, so I got a Roku 3 for upstairs. You can type in the uh, actor, director, anything, and it'll bring stuff up, which is cool. And that works really well. And the smart TV downstairs has all that shit. And it also has YouTube, um, which the Roku 3 does too. But the bad part is, is I have fallen into the endless abyss of YouTube. Because, I mean to tell you fuckers, especially with the Howard Stern stuff, there's so much shit on there. And, like, if I'm doing something around the house, if I'm cleaning, if I'm washing dishes, if I'm fucking in the bathroom shaving, I'll have, you know, Stern on there and be listening to clips. They'll have those uh, five-hour compilation clips. Uh, They have about ten of the Artie Lang saga, which is all about his heroin addiction and how, you know, clips from the show as it progressed along. Uh, And each clip is like nine fucking hours long. So you can get just lost in that. Uh, There's there's a a bunch of them, uh, Howard Stern Fights which each clip is like five hours long. There's probably about ten of those from the history of the show, the greatest fights and arguments and shit, which is funny. Um, and, of course, also, I was listening to... I love Phil Donahue, so I've been listening to a lot of his... You know, They, they don't have a ton of his old shows on there, but uh, they have some good ones, like about... Uh, they had Joseph Mengele's um, son on there, uh, on his old show. Uh, I watched one with Louis Farrakhan the other day, uh, one about uh, Catholic priests molesting, you know, kids and stuff like that. Um, there's one with Burt Lancaster, which is really good because I was just going to say I don't really like the ones where he has the famous people on because I, I I just would rather have something like a, a, a something more interesting, like a, somebody that's involved in politics or uh, like I said the Catholic priest thing or whatever. Um, and the the one with Lancaster I like because I'm a big Burr Lancaster fan. It was cool because they kind of had the uh, a round stage and and the the crowd was all like went all the way around him and he stood up the whole time and uh, took questions from the crowd and talked about his old movies and everything. And he's such a charismatic fucker with the teeth and he was an older guy at the time and he was still you know the guy was just a fucking star and that's why I love him. Love Lancaster and uh, Will. Uh, took a trip, uh, uh, Large William from Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema, uh, took a trip out to California uh, to see uh, Tanner and Kelly, and I I believe Randy was out there, and uh, they went to uh, L.A. Lakers game, which is awesome, and he got to go to uh, see all the the Walk of uh, Fame, you know, uh, is that Grauman's or whatever, where they they, uh, have all the stars, you know, Walk of Fame or whatever out on the sidewalk, and he he got a picture with Lancaster Star, which was pretty cool. Um, So, um, everything else is pretty cool, nothing going on, uh, uh, there's some trips that might be planned here in the future. I don't want to. I don't really want to say anything because um, who knows? Like next month, um, horror hounds coming up. I'm not a hundred percent because. You know, the last couple times we've, you know, people, you know, everybody's talked about going and everything. Uh, by the time it comes around, 
uh, everybody drops out. <laughs> Nobody's going. So I don't want to say I'm going and jinx it and end up, you know, with my dick in my hand and nobody's going and then I'm like, well, fuck, I'm not going because nobody else is going. But um, uh, we'll just leave that one open. Uh, it's a possibility. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Jason Patrick's going to be there. Um, he was supposed to be there last time and, and he canceled. Uh, I like him as an actor. I, I I hope that if I do get a chance to meet him, that he's not a prick or like too cool for school, you know, or whatever. Uh, there's going to be some cool people there. Um, but let's see here. Let's do some movie talking. Um, one thing, and I think I've said this before, uh, a show that started its new season, it's about three episodes in now, is the USA show Sirens. Uh, if you have not watched this, this is the second season. This fucking show is hilarious. So that's all I'm going to say about that because it's TV and, you know, silver and gold. You know, we cover just about everything. But fucking check out Sirens. It's fucking, it's funny. I like it. And uh, it takes place in Chicago. So Coop uh, would probably like it because they have they do have a lot of Blackhawks talk. And uh, that's pretty cool. I, I haven't been watching as much hockey uh, because again, I got fucking YouTube on my goddamn TV, so I'm watching that all the time. Although I, they do have full games on there, so I watched uh, the Flyers really suck the other night uh, from a 2015 game, and they were just horrible. They still have a chance of being in the playoffs, but uh, you know, it's it's kind of hard to to um, support a team that's really kind of shitty. Uh, like I said, they have a chance, but it's not a great chance. And and there's people online that are like, hey, if you're a real fan, you won't fucking criticize. I'm like, yeah, but they fucking suck. Uh, second thing I watched, uh, other than Sirens, was uh, 1960s uh, Murder, Inc. with uh, Stuart Whitman, who I, I always like. Uh, he used to be in a lot of westerns. He was in uh, with like uh, westerns with uh, Jim Brown and John Wayne and... Um, it also has Peter Falk. I think this is the first movie he was in. Um, and this is a true story. I kind of fell into another rabbit hole, which is the old uh, gangster thing, where they used to show, like on I think on like History Channel or A&E, they would show all these biographies of, um, of uh, gangsters that, like when the mafia first started up in the United States. And if you watch um, Charles Bronson in the Valachi Papers, that was like one of the first movies to ever like name the real names and everything, um, and it showed it's almost like a, a history lesson uh, from when uh, like Lucky Luciano and uh, Meyer Lansky and those guys kind of created the the national uh, you know that created the five families and all that shit and and the national syndicate um, and so that's a, I like that movie a lot because of that but uh so i kind of started for some reason and i cannot remember even why i really started uh you know getting into watching some old school uh like old school real uh movies about gangsters and murder inc is a true story uh so that's a really good one uh, and I just like Peter Falk's in it, and he's a fucking bastard in this. And the guy that he plays was a real piece of shit in real life, too. Like to stick ice picks in people's ears to kill them. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, and Stuart Whitman, uh, Mae Britt is in this, and she's really beautiful. And uh, if I remember correctly, I think that she married 
or Sammy Davis Jr. married her, and it, I just remember the rumor, I just heard this, that it really hurt her career, because at that time, it was so unacceptable for uh, an interracial marriage. Um, she was also, I think she was in White Buffalo with Charlie Bronson. Uh, she was the hoe that he went to see when he had the, uh, when he was going blind from uh, VD. Um, so anyway, I'm uh, off the beaten track there with some Charlie Bronson shit. Another gangster movie uh, that was also a tr- you know a true story was uh, Lucky Luciano from 1973, and that stars uh, Gian Maria Valente, who I fucking just think is awesome. Uh, ever since I first saw him in the uh, you know Fistful of Dollars and a few dollars more, uh, and uh, Le Circle Rouge. Um, he plays Lucky Luciano in this. This is a pretty good movie. Um, it also has Rod Steiger in it. Um, check it out. I don't know. I think it might be out of print. It was directed by Francesco Rossi. Uh, next thing. This is this is my the music uh, musical interlude of the show. Um, I watched 2013's Lock, uh, which was directed and written by Stephen Knight. Uh, I had heard about this. Uh, the The gimmick is that uh, Tom Hardy, who is the star, uh, the whole movie is him driving in his car, and he's talking on his um, cell phone, and it kind of tells us the the you know a story. Uh, he's talking to several different people. Uh, you get the gist of of what's going on, and uh, I really liked it. It was I, I didn't think I would. Um, because I mean, that's, you know, when somebody tells you, Hey, there's a, you know, a 85 minute movie and it's just a guy in the car driving the entire time. And it's not a chase movie or anything. It's him inside the car from inside the cabin of the car talking, you know, you think, geez, but I, you know, I wonder if this might have been a play. I didn't look it up, but it, I th- it could easily be a play, a one man play of, you know, somebody, you know, sitting on stage, you know, driving in a, or pretending to drive in a car, but I liked it. I don't know why it was rated R. Not really sure. But it's a good one. That one is on Netflix Instant now. Um, 2014's Land Ho. Uh, This was directed by Aaron Katz and Martha Stevens and written by both of them. Uh, It stars Earl Lynn Nelson and Paul Inhorn. Um... This was on iTunes. It was uh, one of those 99-cent rentals in the indie uh, movie deal. Um, I I saw Paul uh, Inhoon in another movie um, where, and I cannot remember what it was called, but it was a... a movie where he was a counselor. He was a... a, For his church, he counseled... um, guys that had just gotten out of prison uh and helped him out he would give him like a ride from prison and and kind of be like a, a confidant somebody that just try and help him out get help him get on their their feet and he's uh you know i liked him he seems like a really you know nice cool guy you know you would think and he's probably a real prick in real life i'll probably read somewhere that he you know anally fist little kids or something i don't know but um i like the movie um uh, Earl Lynn Nelson is fucking pretty hilarious in it. Uh, they 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 are uh, retirees and they're like really good friends. I think uh, they they're like ex brother in laws and um, 
they go on a trip uh, to Iceland, and it's it's just a nice little movie, you know. So if you get a chance, check it out. Like I said, it was only ninety nine cents. I'm sure it probably is. I don't know if it's on Netflix yet, but it's one of those ones that usually a lot of times uh, iTunes um, the stuff ends up showing up on Netflix uh, after it's been on iTunes for ninety nine cents for a, f- a few weeks. Uh, next thing I watched on Netflix, and and this one, uh, I think it's on Netflix, might be on Amazon, is 2011's We Need to Talk About Kevin with Tilda Swinton and John C. Riley. Um, this was directed by Lynn Ramsey, uh, and uh, written the screenplay was written by her. And uh, the the um, I had heard about this. I just heard the title. But I didn't really know anything about it. I love Tilda Swinton. She's she's like probably one of my favorite actresses. Um, boy, this is good. <laughs> Another R-rated movie. I think every movie I've watched so far was R-rated. Um, I don't really want to talk too much about what it's about. I'm sure a lot of people in our circles have, have already seen it. I know, I think Emily and uh, Christine have seen it. Uh, over at uh, the Feminine Critique, which is another great podcast, um, it's really good. Uh, it deals with some fucking really harsh, uh, a really harsh issue, and how a parent has to deal with it, and not only that, but how people can be so cruel uh, in the wake of a tragedy. Uh, mis I guess maybe misplaced cruelty uh, but it's very good if you haven't seen this look it up and find it um, it's shot really well the music in it is is just really is really good I, I highly recommend we need to talk about Kevin so check that one Oot. Mwah, mwah, mwah. now uh, my first PC movie and this one is a little bit lighter than uh, we need to talk about Kevin and it's a uh, 2010's The Sorcerer's Apprentice, which is uh, directed by John uh, Turtletaub, and uh, it stars Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Alfred Molina is in this too, and I will say this: Alfred Molina was really good in this. He plays a really good villain. Uh, it all is about uh, wizards and sorcerers and uh, Morgan Le Fay, and it's got. Uh, Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, Monica Bellucci is in it, and she's so fucking beautiful. Um, Jay Baruchel, uh, if I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I've seen him in a million things. He's in a lot of those uh, like uh, teen let's get high fucking movies, or you know, goofy Seth Rogen kind of things. I think. <laughs> but anyway, I'll be honest with you. I like this movie. It's it's just kind of a fun, light-hearted kids kind of movie um it's got some some uh, alfred molina is pretty much a, a butthole in it and uh pretty ruthless and uh mean but it, it kind of goes along with like uh, the the nicholas cage season of the witch movie which i like that one too you know so i i don't know uh i know he he's cashing checks because he lost a bunch of money and Got his comic book collection stolen and everything. But uh, those two movies, Season of the Witch and Sorcerer's Apprentice, I, I really like. Even though Season of the Witch is more just hardcore, you know, uh, dark. There's no no real humor in it. This one is this one's more uh, lighthearted. 
but still kind of got some mean shit in it. And uh, Toby Cabell is in it. I really like him too. Uh, next thing I watched. I uh, went down uh, some uh, real super duper awesome classic movies, which I've talked about before, so I won't go into them too much. Uh, 1957's Pass of Glory. I own it, uh, the digital copy, so uh, of course I watched it again. Written and directed by Stanley Kubrick, starring Kirk Douglas, Ralph Meeker. Uh, you know, Jesus Christ, there are so many good people in this. Uh, Adolf Maju. Uh, George McCready, fucking uh, Richard Anderson, who played Oscar Goldman on The Six Million Dollar Man, and he was in Big Valley a bunch of times, guest appearance. Uh, Tim Carey's in it. Uh, this movie's fucking great. It's beautiful to look at, even though it is the horror of war. It's probably one of the best anti-war movies. Uh, I think Coming Home was another awesome anti-war movie. Uh, I think that uh, this is a movie that they should probably show in fucking high schools to... Uh, Guys that are uh, old enough to uh, get the boner over uh, watching, um, you know, movies that make war look cool, or you know, uh, I don't know. I just think that uh, a movie like Coming Home or Paths of Glory, those are the kind of movies that that we should be showing to kids in school uh, to set to 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 tell them, hey, you know, this is not the way, you know violence uh begets violence and uh and not only that but uh it shows you how um the rich and powerful and the elite can use uh people uh throw them into a meat grinder and you know for whatever purpose nine times out of ten is greed i mean you can say power but power is all about greed too uh, so anyway, this is a fucking great movie, and I will probably watch it uh, before I die, fifty more fucking times. It's it's one of the uh, I, I was gonna say it's one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, I would say that. I don't know if it's the best, but it's fucking awesome. Uh, another great classic uh, that I watched uh, when I bought my new TV. Um, they had uh, a three movie set. For twelve dollars and I think ninety nine cents or something like that, ninety eight cents or whatever at Walmart, uh, the Godfather trilogy, um, the God and uh, the next movie is nineteen seventy two is the Godfather, uh, directed by Francis Ford Coppola and starring a whole shitload of awesome actors: Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, James Caan, Robert Duvall, Sterling Hayden, Richard Conti. Al Latieri, I mean Abe Vigoda. It's got so Diane Keaton. It's got so. This is one of those movies that I haven't seen in a while, but it it, it has um, every line and it's fucking quotable, iconic. It's so fucking great. I uh, just watching it again, it's like I hadn't seen it in, a, in quite a while, and it's just so so fucking great. Uh, and if you haven't seen The Godfather, seriously, it's just it's a, it's a beautiful movie to watch. Uh, and another, you know, I think one of the reasons I picked it up was just getting in that, you know, wanting to watch some uh, old school uh, gangster movies. Uh, followed that up uh, uh, like the next day with The Godfather Part Two, 1974. Um, the Godfather One and Two are, uh, you know, it's one of those things that people talk about that the sequel is equal. Uh, the, the 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 original is a is a fantastic one of the best movies of all time and the sequel is equal to that 
Uh, I've heard some people say the same thing about the French Connection 1 and 2. Uh, this one is so great, and the way it's put together with uh, where you have the, uh, the, the uh, kind of a divided story where you're telling about the... Um, the rise of uh, Vito Corleone from uh, from the time he was a little kid in Sicily, uh, played by Robert De Niro, who is so young in this and young and thin and just looks great. Uh, and you see um, the the time period when he first comes to America, to Ellis Island, and everything, and uh, growing up in uh, in uh, I don't know if it was you know I guess Little Italy or you know whatever Hell's Kitchen I don't know I think it's Little I guess it'd be a Little Italy since he's Italian, um, and then you have this the other part uh, of the movie which is uh, Michael Corleone um, you had his kind of uh, upbringing and ascension in the first one and then in this one it is his kind of uh, rise to power, not rise to power, but he is in power and how he is just his ruthlessness and and a lot of the stuff in both of these movies if you have read about like um, uh, Joe Bonanno and uh, uh, Carlo Gambino and a, a lot of the stuff that, that uh, went on back then you'll that they, they used a lot of real things uh um, in this movie that really happened and used fictional characters, there's a scene where uh, um, the one guy goes into I can't remember. Oh my god, what's his name in this movie? Um, he goes into Frank Pantangeli, played by Michael uh, V. Gazzo. I think that um, that was supposed to be Clemenza, uh, and um, from what I read, and the guy that played Clemenza in the first one, um, he wanted more money, and Frank Francis Ford Coppola said no. So they basically said that he had passed away; he had a heart attack or, or whatever, and uh, and died. And um, of course, Willie Chichi goes, "That was no heart attack." <laughs> you know, he steps in. That was no heart attack. He was the muscle for Frank Pantangeli. Um But um, and that was Joe Spinell, by the way. Um, but there's a scene where he goes into a bar, uh, kind of a dark bar, to meet these guys to talk, and and uh, a guy takes comes up behind him with a garrote and puts it around his throat. Well, that actually happened to uh, uh, Crazy Joe Gallo's brother, and uh, they show like the commission where they were where they uh, were going. Uh, 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 send an investigation, organized crime, and the guys would get up there and say like five million times, uh, you know, I refuse uh, uh, under my Fifth Amendment rights or whatever over and over and over. Uh, there's just a lot of stuff. The Hyman Roth character was basically Meyer Lansky. I'm pretty sure that uh, um, Vito Corleone, I think, was Joe Bonanno, and then uh, the five families going up against him. Uh, you see some stuff with... Um, in the third one, which I did not watch yet, and it's kind of a lesser of the movies with uh, uh, some stuff that um, um, there's a character that's kind of like Joe Colombo who wanted to, he started an Italian-American organization which said that uh, people using the term mafia were 
is almost like saying the n-word to african-americans and they were he was trying to kind of he became real popular and everything and there's a lot of there's just a lot of stuff if you've read about a lot of this uh, uh mafia stuff that they that coppola used or you know um uh mario puzo actually wrote the book so um that that real life events that he used and put them in you know context of, the, of this movie with fictional characters. I'd like to read some of the books uh, that have been written. It's kind of like Star Wars, where you know you had Star Wars, Lucas, uh, you know, penned the, you know, I guess you know however many that he made in the movie. But then there's the ones that aren't canon. These these novels or books or whatever that have come out, um, and uh, the the. Um, the animated shows and stuff like that. Well, they have books like that about the Godfather, and I, I actually would like to read some of some of that stuff too, uh, just to to check it out. And there's actually a Godfather game I think that uh, is supposed to be. You know, I don't know if it's good because I'm not a gamer, but some of the stuff I've seen is is pretty cool. Uh, you get to be like a a, a, a soldier in the, the Corleone family or something. I don't know, but it looked like it'd be pretty cool. I talked about this one. Uh, a little bit earlier when I was talking about uh, uh, Gian Maria Valente and that's La, Le Circle Rouge from 1970. Uh, I watched that one again. Also, I, I actually just bought that one, uh, I think like last week on uh, you know iTunes on the digital one. There's a lot of classics that I just kind of want to have um, for my iPad You know that I want to trot out every once in a while uh, and, uh, and get a copy of so I can watch it whenever I want. Um, this one's really good. It stars one of my favorites, which is uh, Alain Delon, and um, also uh, uh, Yves Montan, who is just a fucking uh, classy, cool fucking guy. I mean, the guy it just has charisma in spades. He plays an ex-cop in this, um, who is an alcoholic, and there's a scene in this where he is uh, having DTs. Uh, he's a, a, a really bad alcoholic, and uh, He's in his bedroom, and uh, there's there's you're seeing what he's seeing when he has DTs. Which is like one minute there'll be like crabs crawling across the floor, and then they're crawling on him. Rats. Uh, he'll look over, and there'll be snakes crawling across the floor, uh, and and just shit like that. And it just reminds me of like some of the times where I've had um, like nightmares like that. Or where I've had a fever and had, a, or or even the med, you know medication and stuff like that that you take, and uh, it causes you to have some nightmares, strange dreams. And I was watching that and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ! But this is a Jean Pierre Melville written and directed movie. If you haven't seen it, this is a a, a fucking must see. It's a great fucking movie. Uh, next thing, I I had three days off in a row because uh, I took off uh, President's Day. Uh, and I, I marathoned on Netflix Instant the Blacklist with James Spader. Uh, this is so good. It's it's um the character of Red uh, Red Reddington. Uh, he is a former um, kind of a spook, and he disappeared, and nobody knew what happened to him. It's almost like a Jean Le Carre thing where he kind of. Uh, Disappears. Nobody knows what happens to him, and then he just resurfaces like years and years later. And they're all like, "What the fuck's going on with this guy? What's he want? What's he?" And he says, "You know, I want to help you guys out, but I only want to work with this one agent who had just started working for the FBI." And you don't know what his motives are. I thought when I had heard about it that it was going to be more like a kind of like a Hannibal Lecter with uh, 
uh, Clarice Starling. It's a little bit different than that because he is not like a bad guy, but he is a ruthless motherfucker. Um, Megan Boone plays the uh, the young uh, female agent in it. And uh, one uh, interesting note about her was I looked her up because I didn't know anything about her. And uh, apparently at one time here in the recent past, her cell phone got hacked, the cloud or whatever got hacked. And uh, they didn't have uh, pictures of her like in a state of undress. It was a little bit worse because there was a, a video of her and her husband or boyfriend having sex. Um, kind of like one of those deals where, you know, if you watch porn and they're very animated and, you know, they, the, uh, a little bit more, um, I don't know, adventurous, but when you're watching two people make love, it's kind of like, you know, eh, I'm sure it was great for them. She seemed like she was having a good time. He did too, but it was, you know, pretty much just a missionary position and, you know, but anyway, and I kind of, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, this isn't even really, you know, hot so you know then then when you see that it kind of kicks in oh i shouldn't even be watching this because somebody's private property but if it would have been hot if it had been like olivia wilde or something yeah i don't watch the shit out of it <laughs> um winter kills somebody brought up winter kills which i've talked about on the show before uh, somebody was talking about it i think on gentleman's guide so i i watched it again great cast uh it's a flawed movie but um the book was um the, the guy richard uh condon um uh, wrote this book and it's about uh, the Kennedys and uh, the Kennedy assassination and everything. And then when they made the, uh, they they changed the names around. And uh, but uh, this is a, it's a favorite. It's like I said, it's a flawed movie. If you watch the making of Winter Kills, it's only about a half an hour long and it's on YouTube. Uh, watch the movie first, definitely, but then find that and watch it because there was so much weird shit going on uh, behind the scenes. With some of the actors, Mayor Sterling Hayden, yes, Mayor, Mayor, uh, and um, the financing of the movie, and just some weird shit. This has Jeff Bridges, John Huston, Anthony Perkins, Eli Wallach, Sterling Hayden, Dorothy Malone, Thomas Melian, uh, Ralph Meeker, Tashiro Mafune, Richard Boone, Brad Dexter. It's got a shitload of people in it. And Jeff Bridges, I just watched a. Um, Another Howard Stern thing on YouTube was an interview he just recently did with, it's probably been a few months ago, with uh, Jeff Bridges, which is really good. And then uh, this morning he had a really good one with Dan Aykroyd. Uh, and we talked about John Belushi, a lot of stuff about uh, SNL. And uh, it was it was really awesome. Some of his interviews I don't really give two fucks about, like Pete Wentz and some shit like that, that you know people are like, why the fuck? You know, who gives a shit? But uh, he has some good people on there that are, you know, like, legendary people jeff bridges is awesome and and uh if you ever see if you if you watch that interview uh he's a lot more like the dude than uh than, you know what uh, that i what what i expected so i thought it was pretty cool uh watch 1976's uh raid on entebbe directed by Irvin uh, Kirshner and written by uh, Barry Beckerman. Uh, this stars um, Peter Finch, Charles Bronson, and Yafet Koto. Uh, this was a true story of uh, uh, an airliner that was also uh, Horst uh, Buchholz, who was in um, uh, Magnificent Seven. Uh, Jack Warden, John Saxon. It's got a pretty all-star cast. Um, this movie came out a year after the actual events happened. James Woods is in this too. Um, <laughs> but um, 
1976, I think it was in July of 1976, and one of the reasons I can remember that is uh, we, our family was at Myrtle Beach um, on vacation when this actually happened. And a, uh, this was back when uh, uh, these, uh, the ter- these terrorists, uh, a lot of them were affiliated with the um, uh, PLO and uh, wanting to liberate the Palestinians uh, from, you know, uh, Israel, have a, a separate state. Uh, uh, and um, they were hijacking airplanes, like 747s and shit like that. And they hijacked this um, this uh, Airbus uh, from, I think, Greece and flew it to Uganda. And Idi Amin was the dictator of Uganda. And if you've seen the last King of Scotland with Forrest Whitaker, uh, you you'll you you'll know what kind of guy Idi Amin was. He was pretty much a psychopath, and he slaughtered and murdered so many of his own people that uh, the fucking and threw him in. You know, when he killed him, he throw him in the in the fucking river. And the alligators, there were so many of them. You know, just the alligators would just eat the fuck out of them, and it was just awful. And um, the Israelis. Um, their policy was always that they would not negotiate with terrorists. And um, this was actually the last uh, movie that Peter Finch ever made. I think he died about like five days after the movie was came out in the theaters. Charles Bronson's in it, and I'm sure he got a shitload of money because I think at this time he was, if I remember correctly, he was like one of the first actors to get a million dollars per picture. And I think he probably got a million dollars for this just for his name alone. Uh, he plays Dan Shamron, who was uh, Israeli uh, military and one of the guys that helped uh, plan the the uh, actual raid. Um, it's a good movie. There was another one called Operation Thunderbolt. Uh, like I said, in this one, Horst uh, Bursholtz, uh plays Wilfred Bowes. And in Operation Thunderbolt, Klaus Kinski plays uh, Wilfred uh, Bowes, who is the uh, head hijacker. And if you watch uh, the movie Carlos, um, about Carlos the Jackal, the miniseries, I recommend watching the miniseries. It's like five hours long or something like that. Um, it's worth a watch. It's great. Uh, there is a shorter version that's like maybe like two and a half, but you're going to miss out on a lot of stuff. Uh, but that movie, like the gangster uh, thing, got me uh, really into checking out some movies about uh and some documentaries about uh these terrorists and stuff that went on in the late 60s and early 70s or, or mid 70s um uh, i watched uh the bader meinhof complex from 2008 der bader meinhof complex uh which was directed by uli adele and written by uli adele and the screenplay was bernard eichinger uh, it stars Martina Gedeck, uh, Moritz Bletru, uh, uh, Johanna uh, Wakalek. Um, this is really fucking good. It's uh, it wasn't. It's not on Netflix Instant anymore. I actually bought it. Uh, like I said before, it was only four ninety nine to purchase on iTunes. So I went ahead and got it. Um, this is a movie about uh, the Red Army faction uh, terrorist uh, group that um, Red Army faction, which is RATH, the acronym. Um, they started up in uh, West Germany um, during the Vietnam War uh, because of uh, like student protests and stuff against the Vietnam War. Also, the way it was explained was um, after World War II. 
this is the generation uh the the like the kids uh one generation removed from like the what happened in Nazi Germany and a lot of these kids are like you know hey that was fucking bullshit you know a lot of times kids rebel against your their parents anyway but can you imagine if your parents were fucking full blown nazis who you know uh were involved in auschwitz and the extermination of a of a fucking race of people and putting an entire world at war uh and they were rebelling against um the establishment because even after world war 2 when um supposedly we denazified uh germany there were still a lot of people in power in the conservative movement that were affiliated with the Nazis, that were ex-Nazis and shit like that. And uh, like we said, with the Vietnam War and a lot of the uh, revolutionary stuff with Che Guevara, uh, Ho Chi Minh, Mao Zedong, and stuff like that, that uh, these this young group of people got together and they started protesting and then they started kind of doing a an any means necessary kind of a deal with uh, bombings and kidnappings and hijackings and everything. It's really fucking good. And if you have not seen it, uh, it's uh, I think it's it's 150 minutes, but it's well worth it. Uh, shot really well. When you're watching it, you just get totally immersed in the time. Um, and I read some. Well, actually, I watched a documentary on which is on YouTube. I posted it on our group about the whole thing uh, from beginning to end. It's like a seven-part documentary that was done on BBC. And this follows. This movie goes right along with everything. It's the acting is great in it. Uh, it's really good. Uh, and I started. Uh, watching uh united red army uh because of like i said falling down you know kind of getting interested in the whole carlos the jackal and uh um the terrorist stuff going on back then and uh in uh uh bader meinhof uh complex you get uh, a perspective uh from people who were living in germany uh and in united red army you get a perspective of the same time from people who were living protesting and fighting uh in japan uh, a lot of stuff going on uh, in uh, uh the u.s uh using okinawa as a place to launch uh their b-52 strikes in uh laos cambodia and vietnam and uh, uh the students in japan rising up and a lot of the stuff that was going on over there with um with uh Kind of like what we have going on in the United States now where um, the education system turned into a profit-making system where they just kept raising tuition, raising tuition, raising tuition. And they were seeing the same thing over there at that time, uh, saying, you know, these capitalists are putting uh, profits before education and that it was, it was like almost like a conspiracy where if you couldn't afford an education, you couldn't get one. Uh, you couldn't, like, higher education going to you know, college and stuff like that. And like I said, we're seeing kind of the same thing over here right now. Um, but that's all I, you know, I've been watching um, a lot of stuff there. Uh, it's it's kind of cool when you, when you 
for whatever reason, like you know, uh, you see a cool car or something like that, and you 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 start uh, thinking about uh, Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry, or Vanishing Point, or or good old car movies, or you know, maybe you start uh, you see something that gets you interested in stuntmen. Uh, so you look up some documentaries about Dar Robinson, and then start looking up so, like uh, Hooper or or some good you know movies like that. Just anything, even like Bigfoot or whatever. You know, everybody kind of has that where you 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 get an interest in something. And then you start kind of researching it, looking up cool movies or documentaries. That's one thing I love about you know watching movies. Um, and even sometimes when you get burnt out a little bit uh, and you take some time off, and something just wets your taste buds and gets you right back into it. And not only that, but it's a it's a it's a, a film and documentaries and dramas and everything else uh, that are based on um, real events and everything. Uh, even fictional stories about like Vikings or whatever, it, you know, when they're done really well and and the costumes and uh, you know the, the, and they're they're done realistically, it's a it's a learning experience. But so anyway, since this is the bare bones Doctor Zom episode, um, and we're not going to have too many breaks or commercial interludes, I don't think. Who knows what'll happen in production? I'm sitting there saying this, but we might, you know, who knows. Um, I'm going to move on to the two movies that uh, I'm going to review. Uh, we talked about reviewing these a few weeks ago, and things have kind of, uh, you know, just hasn't worked out as far as timing goes, getting together and recording and everything, and uh, just some, you know, whatever, you know, all the stuff that's going on with the computer and, you know, like I said, with jobs and uh, everything. Um, we're, we decided we were going to review... Uh, the Babadook and Borgman. Now these were two of my picks. I don't know why I picked them. Mm-hmm. Um, I have said before that as far as horror movies go, I'm not big on slasher movies. Uh, that's one of the reasons I don't like like Jolly uh, movies either. I'm um, just not big on like a lot of gore and uh, just brutal, you know, violence for violence' sake or for shock value or whatever. Um, but I like if it's a horror movie, my taste would uh, go more with like an action actiony horror movie like uh, Purge Two or. Um, I don't know, like Aliens, um, or um, and, and even the movie Alien itself, the first one, which was really good. Jesus Christ, that was good. Uh, that's a nod to Bad James because he just found out that uh, I believe the guy that directed uh, District Nine is going to do the uh, Aliens. Um, uh, I don't know if it's going to be a sequel or if it's going to be in the, uh, you know, just a uh, him doing an Aliens movie. I don't know how much it's going to tie into uh, Prometheus or Alien or Aliens, the whole franchise. Uh, but you know, the guy's a good director, and you know, so I, I, that's a definite plus because I think he'll do a good job. Um, but anyway, um, I like movies like The Ring. I like movies like Hell House or House on Haunted Hill. As far as like old movies, I like the old uh, old horror movies like Hammer and uh, and uh, that kind of stuff too. But uh, as far as modern stuff goes, I kind of like creepy creepy stuff or you know kind of supernatural or ghost things um so the first movie um that i'm going to talk about is borgman 
Now, what sold me on this was uh, I saw uh, I don't know if it was on i on Apple uh, Movie Trailers website uh, the movie poster for this. It just looks so odd and so weird, uh, kind of creepy and weird. And uh, I was telling El Goro. Um, from Talk Without Rhythm podcast, another great podcast that's uh, in our little circle of love, circle of family of love, paleo cinema, feminine critique, uh, gentleman's guide to midnight cinema. We all kind of have our, you know, we're all we're all pretty tight uh, and good friends um, off the show, uh, you know, outside of our circle, you know. Um, but anyway, um. I was talking to El Goro yesterday, and I, I just to kind of explain, without telling him what it's about or anything, I just kind of wanted to give him an idea, and I said, have you seen the movie Kill List? And he said, you know, you know yeah, he had seen it, and that he had reviewed it, and um, um, it kind of has that kind of feel, um, just an odd, strange kind of a thing, kind of a feel uh, that... Kind of, uh, I, I I don't want. It. This is one of those ones uh, when I was doing the the video cast, which may never be seen. I was talking about this, and I, I kind of try to walk tiptoe around some of the stuff because I really want everybody to watch it. Because uh, I'm not gonna, you know, uh, um, uh, beat around the bush. I really dug this fucking movie. It was really uh, odd and interesting. Uh, it kind of revolves around uh, when I say the, the the term travelers. I think it seems like that might be what these people kind of are. And when I say travelers, another term that you know, might, if people don't know what I'm talking about, like gypsies. Uh, a lot of people think of gypsies and they think about like uh, the movie, you know, like the werewolf movie where the the gypsy woman. Uh, I don't know if she was like Hungarian or what, and and she gives the you know the turns the, the puts a curse on the werewolf or whatever, and they read fortunes and all this shit. Like, well, we reviewed that movie, King of the Gypsies, with Eric Roberts and uh, Sterling Hayden and uh, um, Judd Hirsch. But this one uh, is another one where I I liked it because at one time because of like. Uh, uh, the movie with Brad Pitt that in that had something to do with Gypsy was that Snatch, um, where they were travelers and they they rode around in a fucking caravan, and they were fucking in their caravans and they went around and they were kind of swindlers and everything. Well, I always thought growing up that gypsies, like I said, were like you know Hungarian or whatever, and uh, but. The travelers or gypsies are from lots of different cultures. There's Irish. Uh, they're they're just from. They're they're. It's just a cla- uh, uh, It's a culture, and it's uh, there. If you look up uh, travelers or gypsies on like Wikipedia and read about them, there there's lots of different countries. Uh, you know, Russia. I mean, there's just different things. But now I'm not saying that's what these fucking people are. But they're. Th- th- that's the closest thing that I could kind of think of that 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 I think that they kind of are in this movie. But there's also some weird shit going on here. And I don't know if there's some supernatural kind of eerie weird shit or if it's 
you know, I don't know if it's, I, I just don't want to say too much because I want you to make up your own mind and give, give me your opinion if you see this. This one is free on Amazon Prime. So if you have that, or if you can find it through quote-unquote other means, fucking get this movie and watch it. And give me some feedback on what you think about this fucking movie. I told El Goro, I suggested it to him. I said, seriously, I want to talk about this movie. And that's why when we kind of couldn't uh, get together on our times the last couple weeks, I said, I, I told Loaf, I said, you know, I really want to go ahead and I'll just go ahead and do the solo thing because I want to do it while it's still relatively fresh in my memory. But also, I want to get some people talking about this movie. I want, you know, some of my friends that I respect and that I really... I mean, anybody, even the ones I don't respect. Watch fucking Borgman. B-O-R-G-M-A-N. Borgman. Uh, and and let's fucking talk about this fucker. Uh, so that's kind of all I want to really say about it, other than I fucking dug it. Dig it. Uh, it's it's uh, my kind of fucking movie. Uh, I use the F word way too much. I hope my mommy isn't listening to this. But, you know, she does sometimes too when uh, she gets road rage. Or when somebody at customer service at a store or a waiter or waitress, you know, it's kind of funny. And sometimes not so funny. Um, yeah, I guess when you, maybe when you start getting a little bit older and you don't give a fuck what people think and you get irritable, um, especially when you, when you, uh, live with my dad who, uh, is like that, like all the time, I think it kind of rubs off and and it's, it's sort of funny after the fact, but, uh, I don't know. I like to let things at least kind of try and let things roll off my back. Uh, especially with like a waitress or something like that, and especially um, I eat my food first before I would ever complain, so as not to get pubic hair spit, uh, dandruff, or have my steak dropped on a floor or whatever. Anyway, kind of getting off on another little tangent there. The second movie that I'm going to talk about on this show, and I've heard some other people mention it. I haven't heard... Really, any reviews? Because uh, people that have reviewed this movie, uh, the episode that it was on, I stayed away from because I wanted to watch it and I didn't want to know anything about it. This is another one that what kind of sold it for me was, I don't know, I I watched the trailer. And like I said, I'm not into horror movies, so a lot of times I won't even watch horror trailers. But when I watched the trailer for this and I saw the little... I saw kind of the style of it I thought man this looks like something that I would like and it's a horror movie you know uh, it's written and directed by Jennifer Kent The Babadook from 2014 it's a new movie uh, it stars uh, Essie Davis, Noah Wiseman and Daniel Henshaw somebody on the group said uh, oh my god Zom you're going to fucking hate this little kid you know in this movie um, I watched the movie and I will say this, I did not hate the little kid because he's a little kid. Okay, number one, little kids can 
can get on your last nerve. I definitely understand that. I watched the, an episode of Sirens the other day where they got called to a uh, they're paramedics and they got called to a, a, a an accident at a, a house. The woman was having a little slumber party for these little girls, uh, a birthday party, I think. And she slipped on something in the kitchen and broke her arm. Well, so while they took one, a couple of the guys took her to the hospital to have her arm set, one of the guys stayed behind to watch the little girls and, you know, the shrieking, shrill screaming, whether they're excited or happy or whatever. And it's just like, oh my fucking God, Jesus Christ. Um, but the little kid in this, he's a cute little boy. He's just a little kid. He's funny because he makes weapons and stuff. Uh, like some pretty ingenious like uh, little contraptions that I like. Uh, he has this one thing that he straps to his back. It's almost like a little catapult that he puts this like wooden ball in. I don't know if it's a baseball or what, or a cricket ball or whatever the fuck it is. And um, it launches you know its shit in the house. And you know I can imagine being a parent and all of a sudden you know window gets busted out. You're like what the fuck. But anyway, um, I remember when I was a kid. And we would get these pop-up books. And, you know, a pop-up book is like a little kid book. And, you know, it's made out of this, like, construction paper. And when each page, and when you open it up, you know, it's made in such a way that when you open it up, whatever is on the construction paper that they've cut out or drawn kind of pops up, whether it's like a bird or a scene from the book or a character or something, a dog, I don't know, from each page. And, um... This book, uh, you know, somebody gives this book to this this mother. She's a single mother. She's living at home. She's having a hard time with this little boy because he's, you know, he's a little boy. He's got a lot of energy. He's got a lot of imagination. And that's where I kind of didn't know where this movie was going or what kind of movie it was going to be. Because I thought, okay, is this going to be one of these movies where this woman, uh, she's a single mother and she's all alone and dealing with this little boy who's very hyper and she starts losing it. Is it a movie where she maybe has uh, some kind of psychological problems or postpartum depression or whatever, chemical imbalance? I don't know. Is this a movie about, um, just from the trailer, is this movie about an evil kid? You know, whatever. Uh, I, I, I didn't know. And I start watching it and I really fucking liked it. Again, I'm not going to wait till the end and rate it with, you know, whatever. Um, I really liked it. Um, I liked how it kind of explores... Even if you take supernatural shit out of this movie. I remember when I was a little kid. And how your imagination could really terrify you. I would always look under my bed before I went to bed. I looked in the closet before I went to bed. Um, I, I, I had nightmares a lot when I was a little kid. Still do sometimes, you know, but who knows what the fuck causes all that shit. Um, well, I kind of have an idea, but anyway. <laughs> we'll go into that. Um, but how terrifying it can be to be a little boy. I dated a girl at one time, and um, she had a little brother that her mother had later, uh, and her little brother at the time was only like four or five years old. He was in kindergarten, I think. And um, in the apartment that we lived in, uh, we brought him over to our apartment one time, and we were, we were going into the apartment. Um, 
the 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 front porch was kind of like a glass had windows like glassed in windows and everything, and um, uh, it had like a lattice around the bottom of it, and I said something about you know, like joking around like about like there's you got to be careful because there's where a were, werewolf that lives underneath the the porch. Well, you know, I was young at the time too. I mean, I, if I was you know in my you know probably late twenties. Um, I never thought about how this could affect a little kid. Okay, first of all, the little kid doesn't even know what the fuck a werewolf is. He he he's never seen like any Lon Chaney movies or any you know anything. He has no concept of what a werewolf is. But the term werewolf, and I'm telling him, you know, this thing lives underneath the porch. Well, his uh, stepdad told me, you know, after that, like a day or two after that, he said, you know, listen, he goes, you know, you can't. You have to watch what you say, you know. He said he had nightmares about this, you know, me telling him that there was a werewolf. So I tried to kind of smooth it over, and I took him. And I said, "Hey, you know, I was just joking." Around. I said, "That doesn't even—they don't even exist." I said, "I was just telling a story. I, it was just a joke, you know." Or like, you know, I just told him. I said, "It's just a made-up thing. They don't—that doesn't even exist, you know. It's just uh, so don't you know worry about. It. There's nothing under there. I was just kidding you." Uh, but you have to watch, it. and that's kind of like what this is in this movie. Um, and then you have some stuff. You know, I kind of wonder what they were saying if they were kind of having like a little bit of a commentary on uh, shit that you see on TV, because the mother who's who who has a bit of ins- or not a bit of she has a lot of insomnia because of the stuff that's going on and uh, shit going on with the little kid and everything. And uh, you know, if any if anybody knows, um, well, at least with me. When I don't get sleep, like if I only get a couple hours and I've had like a whole week where I'm not getting a lot of sleep, it really affects me emotionally. Uh, it affects my, um, you know, like mood swings, my tempers a lot quicker. Uh, you know, it just, it, it really does affect you. And uh, that's happening to her. But while she's up, you always see in the background or on the TV like these really, uh, these old school, like, cartoons and and tv shows and stuff that have a lot of violence in them even though they're they're kind of fun like the cartoons and stuff they're funny cartoons but you watch them and and in the context that they're in and in a creepy moment where she's in the house and it's in the nighttime it's and and her mentality or the little boy's mentality at the time uh they're 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 very violent in there and so i was wondering if they were kind of doing a little bit of a commentary on on that and uh like I said, you know the, the the child's mind and 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 the stuff that they can come up with the horror and terrifying things they can come up in their own mind. But this fucking book, <laughs> there's some shit that goes on in this fucking movie, and uh, it's pretty fucking scary. It's my type of horror movie. It's my type of scary movie. Uh, I think it's 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 intelligent and. Uh, and and there's a it's it's dense. There's a lot to it. There's a lot there. Um, another one that I don't want to say too much about because uh, if people haven't seen it, um, it's worth a watch. I think even if you don't really like horror movies, that you might like this one. It's it's got some creepy shit in it. It's got some fucking scary shit in it. Um, there. <sighs> Toward the end, um, I thought they were going to wrap it up, say, the way that they wrapped up The Exorcist. You go through this whole 
trauma, this whole event, this horrifying event. And um, Father Karras does a header down the fucking steps. And then um, in the next scene, uh, the mother and Reagan are coming down to get in their car and everything's pretty fine and everything seems cool. And I thought they were going to kind of wrap it up that way, but they added a little something to it. Something, kind of a little clever thing there that they added to it. Uh, The only thing I'm going to say, and the people that have seen this will know what I'm talking about when I say this, it has to do with a bowl of worms. Um... And I liked it. I liked I liked how they did that and what what happens there. So anyway, um, but that's all I'm going to say about the Baba Duke, the uh, Borg Man, and the Baba Duke. One of them's 2014. One of them's 2013. They're relatively new movies. Um, I recommend both of them. I would say I don't know. You know, one through ten. Um, I would give Borg Man probably a. 8.75 and the Baba Duke probably about the same. Uh, you know, they're both hovering around a 9 for me, which is you know kind of interesting, but uh, they they the, these two movies are definitely go good together. Uh you know, uh, it's like uh, I don't know fucking brownies and milk or something. I don't know, but they 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 work together as a as a double feature really well. So anyway, that is, um, I hope this is recording. <laughs> wow, wow. Um, anyway, we're, you know, we'll see what's going on here as far as the shoe goos. Um, you know, we're, uh, I think Loaf's taking a little bit of a break, uh, resting and recuperating and, uh, kind of, uh, just, uh, you know, it's easy to get burnt out on watching fucking movies, especially uh, with the show um, where you have some, you know, you have two that you definitely have to watch, and and then it, sometimes it can almost get to where it's like a grind, uh, and just preparing, and then like I said, with us, uh, with our work schedules and stuff, and getting together and doing the fucking show, and not only that, but then you know, getting off on, uh, getting some interest in some other stuff, whether it's you know, reading comics, and uh, I did, I did mention at the beginning of the show I was going to talk about some comics that I've been reading, but I think w- that, that uh, it's been going, the, the show's been going on for a while now, and we've already, I've already talked about all my movies and the, and the two main ones, so I don't really want to you know, cut over to the comics right now, but. Uh, We'll see how it pans out. Uh, if anything, I'm going to try and get a show out to you guys uh, on a regular basis. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, like I said, Loaf is uh, reading a lot of comics right now and, uh, you know, work and just all kinds of shit going on. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with the silver and the gold. But uh, we will keep kicking along. And, uh, uh, you know, it's like a, what is it, like the dead, I don't want to say a dead horse. Uh, some something you know, it's like a the, a zombie show. What is like zombie along here? It's just like a, you can't kill us. It, it just keeps uh, it's like Deathlock, you know, Deathlock the Demolisher, uh, the Luther Manning one. Even though know, the new one's pretty good, you know, I like the new one. So I don't talk about comics, but anyway, um, I'll let you people go. 
uh, the Bare Bones Dr. Zom episode. This is probably, I don't know if this is the second one or the third one. I know I've done this before. But uh, I don't know how I'm going to wrap it up. I don't have any music or anything. But, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe some will get added. Maybe all we'll have is just a little bit of uh, and uh, a little bit of adios. Uh, that's the other show that does that. Uh, but uh, it's uh, coming from, um, I don't know. It's February nineteenth, two thousand fifteen, and uh, we're giving the, you're getting a little uh, Zom uncut here, even though Zom is cut because um, I didn't have a choice in that. But you know that was when I was a little baby. Anyway, uh, hopefully everybody's okay and uh, watch Borgman. Give me some uh, feedback on the Borgman and uh, let me know what you think on the group uh, if you do see it, okay? And uh, we'll hopefully talk to you again maybe next week. Uh, I'll think of uh, a couple more movies that I'm going to review and I'll let you know. I hadn't even thought about it until just a second what I'm going to do next week. But uh, this is uh, Dr. Zom from the great state of uh, Euphoria uh, and Confusion saying Zom. Oot! Thank you.